if uh, if you're ready, do you want to uh, you want to lead us in prayer to get started? Okay, let's do it. All right, let's pray. Father God, Lord, we just uh, we thank you for today, Lord. We just thank you for all you do in our lives, Lord. Uh, we just thank you for this platform, Lord, this opportunity, Father, to open your word, Lord. I just pray uh, you be with Aaron and I, Lord. I pray you be with those listening uh, now, live, uh, those in the future, Father, Lord. We just pray, Lord, that as we open your word, Father, you open our hearts and our minds, Lord. May we learn more about you and grow closer in a relationship with you, Father God. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So I'm fixing to hit the green button. Got it. We ready? I'm right. ready. We're ready. Are you tired of the same routine of studying the Bible? We both agree, and it's time for a change. Hi, I'm Aaron, your host. And hi, I'm Josh, your host. The Bible, you know of it, we know of it, but how deeply do we understand it? Today, we'll be introducing ourselves to you, the listener and the watcher, and running through the format we've designed so it all makes sense. That's right. You want to use the same tools that we do, I'm sure you do. Uh, Logos Software is an incredible web, computer, tablet, and phone software available at Logos.com. And we read from the following translations. God's Word, New American Standard Bible, New International Version, and New English Translation. So with that, let's open the Word of God. All right. You ready to get started? I think I am. All right. Well, for the first one, you want to do the the honors? So what we're going to do here is we're just going to randomly... Open the Word of God and see what we're going to study today. It's exciting. I've been waiting for this. We've been planning this for a while, so here we go. All right, go ahead. So we'll go. All right, we've got Hosea. Hosea. We're going to do Hosea chapter 8. Chapter 8. Hosea chapter 8. So I will be reading out of the New American Standard Bible, uh, starting in verse 1. Put the trumpet to your lips. Like an eagle, the enemy comes against the house of the Lord. But they have transgressed my covenant and rebelled against my law. They cry out to me, My God, we of Israel know you. Israel has rejected the good. The enemy will pursue him. They have set up kings, but not by me. They have appointed princes, but I do not know it. With their silver and gold, they have made idols for themselves, that they might be cut off. He has rejected your calf. O Samaria, saying, My anger burns against them. How long will they be incapable of innocence? For from Israel is even this, a craftsman made it, so it is not God. Surely the calf of Samaria will be broken to pieces, for they sow the wind and they reap the whirlwind. The uh, the standing grain has no heads, it yields no grain. Should it yield strangers, would swallow it up. So I think we'll stop there, verses 1 through 7. I like that. So um, immediately, you know, I, I think about the Israelites and the fact that they spent a significant amount of their time running away from God. Um, they would choose anything and everything to fill that need that they had for a God in, in ways, of, ways of the world. Uh, you had uh, blacksmiths and silversmiths and... Um, precious metals and, and gems and things like that formed into uh, idols, things that couldn't move, had no purpose. Uh, and God didn't take very well to that. And uh, Hosea is, is very open about uh, 
what God is speaking to him to say to the Israelites. Uh, so Josh, I, I'd, I'd love to have you know your feedback on what you just read. All right. So I'm just as I'm looking at this, uh, this looks like Hosea uh, pronouncing God's judgment on Israel, the northern kingdom. Um, he speaks of Samaria specifically. Um, so it looks like he's not speaking of Judah here, but but specifically of Israel. And it um, says, put the trumpet to your lips like an eagle. The enemy comes against the house of the Lord. So the judgment is coming. Um, I'm going to say likely this is when Assyria is coming. Um, literally, they're going to reap the whirlwind. Um, I mean, that's a statement we know from pop culture, but now we see here it comes from Hosea. Um, and their, their judgment is coming. This is what God has promised. Um, they, they decided that, like, like you said, they, they want to worship God their way. We look at this, O Samaria, uh, your golden calf. I'm trying to find that one. Craftsman made it. Where's... Uh, okay, in verse 4, with yeah. silver and gold they've made idols for themselves that they might be cut off, having rejected your calf, O Samaria. Uh, they decided they wanted to worship God in their way. Uh, we look at, we go back to, to uh, Exodus when, when they first worship calves as, as Moses is on the mountain. They're, they're worshiping Yahweh here. They're, they're not worshiping necessarily another god, uh, although over time that may have come to be. They're, they're, but they want to worship Yahweh their way, uh, he said, don't make any graven images of me, but here we have a golden calf that we're, that we're proud of. Uh, we know when Jeroboam takes over uh, the northern kingdom, they, they break away from uh, Judah and the house of David. They set up a golden calf both in the north and Dan and in the south. And, and God is saying, the time has come. You have rejected me because he says, your enemy is coming and they cry out to me in verse 2, my God, we of Israel know you. And this is what Israel was always assured their salvation would come because we are God's chosen ones. So whenever there's trouble, God will be our shield. God will take care of us. And God is saying, I said, if you rebel against me, if you worship idols, if you worship, uh, if you don't worship me the way I told you to, then this is what's going to happen. Uh, in Deuteronomy, Moses pretty much spells it out. Uh, uh, Solomon, as he's praying to dedicate the temple, even sees this day when they will... Uh, reject God in worshiping Him His way, and will literally reap the whirlwind. And there was a there was a line of kings. You know, God um, set up a line of kings. And you look at uh, verse four; they have set up kings, but not by me. Oh yeah, that's interesting. Yes, um, they have set up kings that are not of the line of David. Mm-hmm. They've rejected God's chosen king. Uh, and his line. And how important is that looking forward as we're pointing from the prophets directly at Jesus Christ? Yeah, and they said they have appointed princes, but I did not know it. Again, yeah. a, a secondary line, yeah. you know, continuing that line on. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's a... Um, yeah, I, I didn't even see that as I went through. I mean, I read it, but it just, you know... <laughs> I was focused on the, the idol part, but yeah, the, the rejecting... Two of us. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> they're rejecting God's chosen... Uh, political leader. So, looking looking at you know, starting at verse one, you know, yeah. let's let's break it down. Uh, put the trumpet to your lips, like an eagle. The enemy comes against the house of the Lord, because they have transgressed my covenant and rebelled against my law. Put the trumpet to your lips. Uh, follow, you know, uh, sound a war cry. Let people know. 
Yeah. Speak it from the mountains, right? Yes. Trouble is coming. It's assured that it's coming. And and like an eagle, can you hear an eagle coming? No. Swift. Yeah. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. So be prepared because if you're not, it's going to, it's going to take it it out from under you. Right. It's coming no matter what. So, so prepare. Yes. And against the house of the Lord. Can you give some thoughts on that? I'm going to say against the house of the Lord will be here. um, God's chosen people here in the Northern kingdom of Israel. Um, And and as they looked at that that being their protection, um, we're of, you know, we're of the household of God. God has chosen us. Uh, We are his children. Um, He won't, in our time of trouble, abandon us is, is their attitude. And he's saying, no, this is coming against the house of the Lord. But then he lays out the why. It's because you rebelled against my law. It's because you transgressed against my covenant. I'm keeping my word. He's not bringing punishment on them arbitrarily. Uh, he, he told them from the beginning, if you do these things, you'll be blessed. If you do these things, judgment will come. And this judgment is now coming as part of the promise that he made. Yeah, and it, the the use of the word covenant here, especially thinking um, his laws, his decrees, like you mentioned, um, they are not supposed to worship anybody other than him. They're supposed to worship in a very specific way, like you already said. And for them to do anything else against their creator, they were deserving of punishment. Oh, yes, in, in verse 3 here, Israel has rejected the good. Um, the enemy will pursue him. And, and we know as we, we see in other um, passages in the prophets that Israel and Judah became a place where there, there wasn't, uh, basically where the rich preyed upon the poor, where people took advantage of other people when they could uh, instead of, uh, they called themselves the household of the Lord, you know, here against the house of the Lord, but they didn't live like that. They didn't live like they were God's chosen people. Um, they didn't live any different than the nations around them. Taking care of widows, taking care of orphans. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times I've read through, and, and that's always stood out to me, taking care of those that cannot help themselves. Widows in those times, even in today's times, they weren't treated very well by the world's standards. So taking care of them... Um, Taking care of orphans, uh, the innocent, it just, again, it, it points directly towards what the Christ said. Yeah, it's, it's taking care of people who, who have less than you, people who are, uh, people who can't take care of themselves. That, that's what widows and orphans really points to, is those who don't have a source of income, uh, a reliable source of income, or, or a reliable source of, of being taken care of. And uh, so definitely... So looking at uh, the latter part of verse 5, my anger burns against them. How frightening is that? Like just, just the idea that God is angry with you. And that comes right off, he has rejected your calf, O Samaria, saying how uh, my anger burns against them. So his anger here is, is, is his righteous anger is coming from you are to worship me, this is how you're to worship me, and instead you want to worship this 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 thing made up, you know, a craftsman made it, so it's not God. I mean, you look at verse six. He says, you know, for Israel is even this, a craftsman made it, so it's not God. They're trying to say, look, we're worshiping you. We're worshiping you. This is the way we're doing it. This is 
this is how we're comfortable with. Uh, and you know, you come to see that there's a lot of people today in our culture who do this. I want to worship God my way. I don't want to worship God the way the Bible says. I don't want to have to follow His rules. I don't want to have to. You know, I don't really like that part. So I'm going to worship God my way. And that's kind of what they're doing here with, with this golden calf is they're worshiping God in their minds, but they're worshiping how they're comfortable doing it, how they see the rest of the world doing it. We don't want to stick out too much from them. They all have an image we want to worship. This is just an image of God. We're worshiping God, right. not we're worshiping something else. And God says uh, a craftsman made it, so it's not God. If somebody made it, it's not God. You're not worshiping God. Uh, you mentioned the world, you know, especially in, in today's world, uh, the world that we live in. Um, every generation has a multitude of different issues, different problems that they deal with. Uh, for us, it's the use of technology or the overuse of technology, he says, as we have technology <laughs> laid out in front of us to do this. Um, worshiping idols, it's, it's not just created idols that were meant to be idols. Nowadays, we're looking at the idol of which Taylor Swift song do we like the most, or uh, how many Xbox games do we have, or what about my new car, or uh, just the things that distract us, you know, in the, in the worldly... Uh, yeah, I, I like your description there of distract, because often we think of idols as things we worship, uh, things that we put more important than God. And we say, I don't put anything more important than God. Right. God is the most important thing in my life. Amen. Okay, but do things distract us from our relationship with God, from our walk with God? Um, they get in the way of, you know. Uh, so an idol isn't necessarily what I'm replacing God with. It's what distracts me from God's calling, what God's calling me to do. Um, and again, I'm, I'm going to come back to this. I, the, the thing is, it's not God. They were thought they were worshiping Yahweh. This idol was their way of doing good. Uh, it was a way of worshiping God. We're just going to do it our way. And God totally rejects that. God is, no, you don't worship me your way. Right. You, know, you, 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 you don't get to make up the rules when it comes to worshiping Yahweh. And we see this over and over and over again from... You know, the, the first sin, all the way up to where we're at right now, generationally speaking, there was always something that would set aside, you know, specifically the Israelites from God's way. They would find something to keep them from him. And, uh, you know, that happens even today, you know, with us. Like you said, distractions. Um I can't tell you how many times I'll, I'll be saying my, my evening prayers and I'll fall asleep. You know, part of that is comfort. You know, I'm comfortable talking with God. The other part is I'm now distracted by something as simplistic as sleep. You know, how silly is that? But when you look at, when you look at something as innocent as sleep is, or as we view it. Or even beneficial. You're right. <laughs> even though some of us don't get as much as we should. That's why it's beneficial. <laughs> um, Something as simplistic as that, something as, as pure as that, is still a distraction. Jesus himself slept multiple times. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's indication of him sleeping uh, in the New Testament. So to fall asleep while talking with God, 
I still classify that as a bit of a distraction. Shouldn't I have um, prayed before I laid down? Shouldn't I have prayed before I turned the lights off? And it's that redistribution of my personal time with an understanding that my personal time is not my own. It all belongs to God. Right? Trying to formulate a response here. Um, <laughs> I would say, if that's your per- purpose, like, like say your quiet time, uh, this is my the time I've set aside to talk to God, and you fall asleep doing it, that would be kind of like the disciples in the in the garden the night Jesus is arrested. Um, but if you're lying in bed and you can't fall asleep, and, and you know you're just sitting there, and you know you're like, you know because part of prayer is realizing God's here. You know, I can pray in any circumstance. You know, you could pray driving down the road. You don't have to close your eyes, bow your head, or whatever. So if you're thinking of it as I'm falling asleep, I'm talking to God, it's almost like talking to, you know, falling asleep while talking to your wife, you know. Is that necessarily a bad thing or distraction? In other words, if it's... I see where you're going. So it would depend on the circumstances. But like you're saying, if this is a purpose time, I'm setting this time aside to pray... Maybe not doing it in bed. We're going to fall asleep and are distracted. You know, <laughs> you're 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 being distracted by the needs of your body. Right. Uh, so I'd say all it all depend on the context, because uh, often my kids can't fall asleep. I tell them, well, start praying, talking to God, and you know, hey, one of your prayers is, dear Lord, help me fall asleep. So if you fall asleep while you're praying, he's literally just answering the prayer for you. Um, that is but I mean, true. so it, it, I guess it would depend on the context. It would be would be my. Uh, my opinion there. I, I, I can I can get behind that. And that's one of the reasons why I like being in the same room with you is th- that was an edifying thing. That was, yeah, I like that. Um, so continuing on, or, or, or should we? Do you, you want to continue biting into it? Um, we really haven't touched on verse 7, so that's why I'm just, I'm just looking at that to see if we can add something here. I mean, for they sow the wind and they reap the whirlwind. Uh, that's what caught my eye when I looked down. I saw eight Israel weeps the whirlwind. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good one to start with. Um, the standing grain has no heads; it yields no grain. Should it yield, strangers would swallow it up. Um, so basically, it, it, it's they sow the wind. They they went about worshiping uh, false gods, worshiping God not in the prescribed way, and now they're going to, to they're going to reap what they they sowed. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's the standing grain has no head, it yields no grain. Their crops are going to fail. And even if their crops don't fail, uh, the Assyrian army is going to get their crops. Right. right? So looking at uh, sowing the wind, um, I can't recall it off the top of my head. I believe it's in Isaiah where um, God is speaking about um, you can't see the wind, mm-hmm. right? And so they're, they're sowing something that, they're going to get no benefit out of whatsoever. Um, and reaping a whirlwind, what is a whirlwind other than something damaging? You know, we never really think about a tornado or a hurricane. In or, a good sense, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, nothing good comes from it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the mean, standing grain has no heads. Right. just means it's not coming to fruition. It's, there's nothing going to grow Nothing's going to grow, yeah. And, and what does grow, strangers get. So that you're going to get no benefit out of what you sowed. You know, um, nothing, like you said, nothing good. The whirlwind is, is destructive. There's never a positive um, thing coming from it. So, well, looking at, uh, and I think it, I think it comes back to the idea of th- they're getting the, re- the the fruit, the results of what of what they did. 
God is keeping a promise here. He, he said, in my word, if you do this, then I will do this. If you do that, I will do this. And they did that. So now they're, they're getting this. Right. So. And so the people that are going to be uh, taking over, the enemy will pursue him. And they have set up, uh, set up kings, but not by me, etc. Um, the enemy, you named the enemy earlier. Did you yeah. not? Yeah, well, see, this is um, this is one of the um, uh, the effects of just jumping right in. I'm going to assume it's the Assyrians and the final thing. But okay. uh, when we come back, I'll, I'll, we'll know for sure who that enemy is. Um, and, that, and that shows the importance of, of studying here is, yeah, we've looked at this, but now we need to go put this in context, see what 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 Hosea, what God is saying through Hosea exactly, and... Um, See how close it is to what we uh, we looked at today. Yeah, it, it's hard not to just dive right in, which is upsetting, <laughs> because you know we have to wait two weeks uh, to to do our study for you guys to study, which is important. Um, you know, for us to re- report to each other, you know, have uh, accountability for one another uh, within the Facebook group, and you know the comments that are going to be posted, the thoughts that are going to be posted. It's it should, if all things go well. Um, turn into a, a great conversation between all of us, you know, myself and, and Josh included. Um, and, but it is, it's really, really hard to stop <laughs> and not just want to like bite into it right now. It's right. almost upsetting. I want the answer now. <laughs> I know, I do. <laughs> um, so maybe we'll, we'll end on, uh, we'll just read it again. Okay. Um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up. All right. With a prayer. Sounds good. All right. So starting in chapter 8 of Hosea, verse 1. Put the trumpet to your lips. Like an eagle, the enemy comes against the house of the Lord, because they have transgressed my covenant and rebelled against my law. They cry out to me, my God, we of Israel know you. Israel has rejected the good. The enemy will pursue him. They have set up kings, but not by me. They have appointed princes, but I did not know it. With their silver and gold, they have made idols for themselves, that they might be cut off. He has rejected your calf, O Samaria, saying, My anger burns against them. How long will they be incapable of innocence? For from Israel is even this. A craftsman made it, so it is not God. Surely the calf of Samaria will be broken to pieces, for they sow the wind and they reap the whirlwind. The standing grain has no heads. It yields no grain. Should it yield, strangers would swallow it up. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, uh, again, that was uh, Hosea chapter 8, verses 1 through 7, correct? Correct. All right. So we'll be posting on the Facebook group here in just a little bit um, with that uh, group of verses. And, again, this was uh, read from the NASB uh, specifically, 1995 version, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, so if, if yours differs, we want to hear the, the differing factors. You know, different translations come from different times, different forms of English, and sometimes uh, things can get translated differently and really open up a, a major discussion. Um, looking even into the Hebrew is very important, I think. Yes, definitely. So uh, I guess I'll, I'll wrap us up in a closing prayer and... We'll say goodbye to everybody. All right. Sounds good. Father God, again, we thank you for this day and this reading. 
and the time that uh, Josh and I and our listeners have to uh, study together, pray together, think together. All of these things are, are super important. We understand that coming to you at the beginning and at the end here really hammers home to us the importance of always entering um, into speaking with you. We know that you're always listening, and we pray that you will bless the rest of our days and that you will help us all with our study over the course of the next few weeks. We love you, and we'll speak to you soon. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Amen. All right. So uh, from here, I guess we'll go out to a close. All right. So for more content like this, including short-form quick devotionals, and to join our growing community, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Random Acts of Study. And don't forget to hit that like, share, and follow buttons to help support us. We, uh, we love to have uh, you guys here, and we want to grow this community to be very large so we can edify one another and also learn a significant amount of what is within these pages. So, Josh, you got anything to say uh, towards the end? Um, no, I think I've said everything today. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're good. All right. We'll see you later. <laughs>